RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. Scholarships and grants are important, not only to assist medical professionals to participate in and contribute to their own field of expertise, but to provide enormous health benefits to the community. As one of the largest providers of scholarships and grants for the surgical community, RAX's Foundation for Surgery's Scholarships and Grants program offers two rounds of applications each year. Consultant colorectal surgeon Mr Riyash Vada was awarded the Bongiorno National Network Younger Fellows Travel Grant to undertake a prestigious six-month pelvic accentuation fellowship at St Mark's in London. He discusses the opportunity and his advice for others who might be thinking of applying. First, some background. Chris Ashmore asks Mr Vada about his career path until now. I completed all of my general surgical training in New Zealand and I've spent the last couple of years in fellowship in Australia. I've just started now as a consultant earlier this year at the Royal Adelaide Hospital and part of that is the usual mix of clinical work, emergency as well as elective. There's an academic component to the appointment as well, just chasing down some of the more sort of experimental parts of colorectal cancer, such as organoids. And the specific grant that I've been given by RACS is a travel grant to head to St. Mark's in London to pursue a six-month fellowship in pelvic exenteration surgery. And what that involves is rectal cancers or any sort of pelvic malignancy that is advanced and involves more than one organ system often requires a more aggressive approach in terms of an operation to get a clear margin. And it seems to be that that's probably going to become increasingly common as we go forward. And that's just, I think, partly the nature of the beast and also partly the treatments, neoadjuvant or preoperative treatments are getting pretty effective. So I think we will see that more and more. The unit here is trying to centralise some of these cases to Adelaide, one of the metropolitan hospitals. So I think a fellowship there does certainly align with the philosophy happening here. Well, congratulations on receiving the Younger Fellows Travel Grant. And uh, no doubt you have your own learning and development goals. How does the grant help you achieve those? I think the grant is very useful in terms of not having to worry about funding, I think, as a baseline. Moving overseas, particularly with the family, is, is quite a big deal. Uh, as you can imagine, even though it's a short stint, six months, there's still a lot to think about in terms of flights and accommodation. And having part of that taken care of by travel grind certainly takes the stress off, having to save, having to take out loans, having to work overtime. And it really does allow me just to focus on the content, which is what I'm there to do. So I think that's perhaps been the biggest boon that's come out of this travel grind. I think there's sort of perhaps a, a corollary of that there is this idea that travel funded by RACs or supported by RACs does carry with it a bit more weighting in terms of it being something that actually is going to take forward the field. And certainly this application was a competitive application. Has COVID thrown a spanner in the works? Has it hindered any kind of travel timeline to do this? It absolutely has. So I had originally planned to have this entire year as a year in the UK for fellowship. So I finished off in January with my previous fellow job. We were supposed to have a month or two to head to the UK for an entire year. But we sort of 
kept our powder dry up until Christmas, up until New Year, but then early on in January, there are about 60,000, 70,000 cases a day in the UK. So we said, look, we're, we can't go, we're unvaccinated, you know, have a young baby, it's too much unknown, so we thought we'd better defer it. And uh, the team here at the Royal Adelaide were pretty good about accommodating uh, me sticking around in a consultant position, so that's what I've done. So it just really has delayed things and shortened the fellowship experience, which I guess in the grander scheme is, is obviously not ideal, but other people are far worse off than I am. And I'm still grateful to be able to go. Well, it's fortunate. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Now, you mentioned some of the benefits to your own learning and development goals. In terms of patients and the health benefits in general for them, how does the grant go towards that? I think that the way the grant would contribute to that is just for me to head over there and learn quite a specific set of skills. So the exenteration job at St. Mark's in London does have elements to it that are quite specialised. So a high sacrectomy is one. So when we talk about advanced cancer operations in the pelvis, the higher resections go on the sacrum, the more morbid the operations are and the, the more sort of specialised experience operatively you need be able to undertake that. And where we are at the moment here at the Royal Adelaide is we're just doing low sacrectomies. I think this would be a good stepping stone to taking that extra leap to high sacrectomies. That's the first aspect. Second aspect relates to, for example, vascular reconstruction. At present, we refer that to the main and I guess only centre in Australia that does it, which is the RPA in Sydney. But being able to provide that service here with the team uh, would stop people from South Australia and Northern Territory having to travel such big distances to get their care. And it's actually, you know, it's quite a topical time because now with the COVID surge and what's happening in New South Wales, we've got a couple of patients who are going to head up there that can't go anymore. So I think in that respect, having a local service that's based on a group of people who are all well-trained and like-minded does stand to benefit the population and I think finally, it's, you know, as part of training, we see the way things are done at different centres in different ways. And certainly being in a completely separate system to what we're used to, which is the NHS, and seeing operations undertaken in a completely separate manner will, I'm sure, inform understanding. And there will be bits and pieces that I do bring back. And I hope that patients stand to benefit more than anybody else from that learning experience. What attracted you to apply for the RACS grant? Mm. Uh, well, I think that the main thing is that when we travel overseas for fellowship, it is costly and it does take quite a toll, particularly on family and on, uh, sort of life movements. What attracted me to this particular grant was one, it was endorsed by the college and a grant that comes from the college is often quite highly sought after. And if it's given, it's sort of like a tick in your box that, yeah, you're doing the right thing, you're on the right path. So I think... That was probably the main driver. And the second is that any sort of support that can be given for big overseas trips does make a big difference. For those who are listening who are perhaps thinking of applying or who have applied but have not received a RACS grant, any words of encouragement or any tips that you can give? I would say that everybody should have a go. The people I've dealt with at the applications office have all been very approachable and certainly you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So putting together an application wasn't hard work, just being completely honest with what your intentions are, where you're going and why you're doing it, I think is enough for most people, to be honest. And 
just putting that together, submitting an application, it doesn't hit. And I think most people would be quite pleasantly surprised at find how accommodating the college is, particularly with changes in plans and with giving out these grants. Dr Riesh Vada. The 2022 Learning Development Grants Round will open on the 16th of August until 12th of September, with outcomes advised in November. For the 2022 Grant Round, preference will be given to activities that will be conducted within Australia or Aotearoa, New Zealand. If you're a current trainee or active fellow, a Learning and Development Grant could help you contribute to improving the quality of surgical care and practice. For further information or to apply for a Learning and Development Grant, please visit surgeons.org slash scholarships. RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.